Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hothead Redhead podcast. So, as always, I haven't posted a new episode in like, literally like maybe like a month and a half. And it was honestly because I was just so stuck with school and finals and all these other things happened in my life that I'm definitely going to get to it on this podcast. I'm going to tell you guys about it. Um, but first, I just want to say that I am so extremely thankful and grateful for each one of you guys. The other day, maybe like three weeks ago, I got an uh, email and it was from the podcast, which I'm subscribed or something like that. But anyways, it was like congratulating me from because I have 500 podcast downloads. And I was so happy when I opened that email. I was so shocked because truthfully, I thought I only had like maybe like 300 of you guys that have downloaded my podcast. But no, it was 500 of you guys. And I was so happy because it made me feel like, wait, like there's people actually listening to me. Like, I need to continue this. What am I doing? What am I waiting for, basically? And just seeing that it was an eye opener of like, what I really want to do with this podcast and it's definitely you know uploading at least once a week um really giving you guys advice um telling you what I've learned and just you know overall like just share my life with you guys because I don't know I just I really want this to go somewhere and I'm just so thankful for you guys and I even went as far as to buy in a camera because I'm insane um I went to go buy a camera Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this one or I'm going to return it and get a better one, but it's so that I can start recording myself during these podcasts and you guys can, I don't know, just have a face to look at and like look at my reactions because I have some funny faces when I react to the stuff that I'd be telling you guys. But anyways, I just wanted to start off by saying that I'm extremely thankful for you guys, grateful. Like I get so happy when some of you guys message me and send me sweet messages and just letting me know that you guys listen to my episode and like giving me advice I'm always open to it I'm always open to like ideas um but yeah just extremely grateful and thank you so much and you know other than that I'm gonna get started on what we're gonna talk about today so this is basically going to be the last um episode of the year um you know right now I would pop out with like a silly dad joke and I'd be like (laughs) I won't see you guys till next year, which I'm going to do it anyways. But on the end of the podcast, I did it today in my nail salon. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'll see you until next year or something like that. And she didn't get it. But then in the end, she told me the same thing. She was like, I'll see you next year. I don't know. It's just funny. Whatever. Um, Anyways, in today's episode, we are going to talk about 10 things that I learned about myself, lessons in general that I know it can be extremely helpful for anyone in their 20s, 30s, whatever, whoever is listening to this. These are lessons that I learned and I want to share with you guys. Um, I wrote down 10, probably have a lot more. We'll see how this episode goes. But I want to say 10 things that I learned about myself in this year, lessons that I've gathered because I feel like these are extremely important. So we're just going to get started. I'm going to start off with The most illuminating one that I found out this year, the biggest thing I learned in all my therapy sessions, school, and just everything in general, is nobody is coming to save you. 
literally nobody is coming to save you. Like, nobody. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know. For a lot of years, I thought somebody was going to come save me. Save me. I thought, I don't know. I was like, maybe my family is going to come save me. They're going to see how horrible I'm doing. And they're just going to be like, oh, let's, let's help Alondra. Or I thought maybe my Prince Charming is, is going to save me or someone's going to come and save me because my life isn't going as great as it should be. But I know somebody out there is going to come and just like help me and put me in the right direction in life. And it's just going to get a lot better. Um, No, I was wrong. Yeah, no, nobody's coming to save you. The only one that can save you is yourself. And that is a scary realization. I mean... For me, it was, I I was, like, watching life pass over me, which I'm, like, extremely young, so I'm not worried about that. But, you know, I saw life just, like, watch over me, and I was kind of like, wait, what am I doing? What am I doing wasting my time with, you know, people that, like, don't care about me at all? People that I don't even see myself being associated with in, like, two years. And a year from now, what am I doing wasting my time here? Or, you know, back then, like I used to tell you guys, I used to drink a lot. Like, what am I doing drinking every single weekend? Or like, who's going to wake up and like tell me, hey, don't drink? Because not even my own parents would tell me that. I'd tell you that right now. They wouldn't. They wouldn't encourage it, but they would be, I guess, so blindly or they just, I guess, they wouldn't care enough to be like, hey, what are you doing with your life? Only I could tell myself that or being in a really toxic relationship, as I've mentioned before, like, no matter what your friends tell you, no matter what the people around you that love you tell you, you are not going to leave a toxic relationship unless you want to yourself and you ask yourself, wait, what the hell am I actually doing? And literally, that's what I asked myself throughout this year, because in this year, I, sorry, guys, I'm sipping a margarita right now. Mm. Throughout this year, I kept asking myself the question, like, what am I doing in this relationship? What is this even serving me? Do I even see myself marrying this guy? Like, what what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm being hurt over and over again by this relationship. What am I doing? And eventually, there was a day where I was like, I, I don't want to keep wasting my time in this i don't want another year to go out of my life to this relationship and that's basically when i figured out nobody's coming to save me i thought maybe this person is going to wake up one day and realize that i'm the best thing that's ever going to happen to them me and my high horse but no that's never going to happen so i had to wake up and realize nobody's coming to save me and the day that i did that i felt free i felt like in peace and it's it, like it's true like I actually there wasn't a specific day where I was like I was like I could breathe again because I finally figured out that like I have the power to move on I have the power to let go of this individual I have the power to become the best version of myself and staying in this relationship isn't going to do that for me and that goes with with saying with like a lot of friendships and just you know life life opportunities that passed through me like crazy just because i was so invested in a person but like i said nobody came to save me but myself definitely i will say that that's like the biggest lesson i learned this year just because i i thought for a long time i don't know i thought for a long time somebody was gonna come save me point is nobody did number two 
people will hurt you and they don't care. <laughs> this one's funny to me because this one's really simple, but it's so complicated. It's so complex. People will hurt you and they don't care. I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the times we meet people throughout our life, right? Friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, even family, and they hurt you. And you're like, oh, you're like hurting me. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I don't like that you did this to me. And they'll tell you like, oh, okay, yes, I'm sorry. And then they do it again. Like, that's really black and white. They don't care. Um, they don't care. For example, if you're in a relationship and your partner cheats on you and they apologize and you guys give it another shot, whatever, and they do it again, that just shows you that they don't care. Like, they do not give a fuck about you. And if a person is constantly hurting you, and this is something that I literally learned in my book, All About Love, by Bell Hooks, I think, an amazing author. You guys should check it out. But anyways, in that book, I read something between the lines like, if somebody is hurting you, they don't love you. And I don't understand why this generation has made it okay for somebody to hurt you over and over again, disrespect you in your face, even hit you. Like if it goes to abuse, hit you and you think that person actually cares, but you make excuses in your head and you're like, wait, but they love me. They, they don't love you. That person does not love you, especially when they do it over and over again, because at that point they know they're hurting you. They know you're going to cry, but it goes to it, like, it literally just goes to a level and like a saying, like, they don't care. Like, they know they're doing this to you, but they don't care. And people have to realize that. Like, it is not, it's not cute. And <laughs> it's not cute to go back to a relationship just because you guys love each other. But he hit you last week. It's not. And it's not even something you share to the world. Why? Because it's truly scary. It's terrifying. Like, if your friend is your friend and you tell them that your partner abused you, like, they might even call the cops. Because honestly, like... No, that's not okay. I don't know why as a generation now we've made it like seem okay, but it's not. Like they're hurting you. Like wake up before you literally get like killed or something or literally you ruin your own life because you're so invested in a person. They're not going to change. I am a believer that people change, but people that hurt people like on purpose, they're truly evil people. Like, there's something wrong with their head. They have a mental disorder, most likely. I'm sorry to say it, but, like, literally, that's the only reason why somebody hurts somebody and goes out of their way to do it, like, over and over again. Okay, number three, mental illness is a real thing. I'm saying this because I've had a lot of friends this year that I observed, including myself. Sorry, I had to sip my margarita. Anyways. I had a lot of people, including myself, go through mental illness, and I think sometimes we stop talking about it as a society, and I really don't think we should. Why? Because there's a lot of people hurting out there. There's a lot of people that have a lot of thoughts in their head, and if they don't take care of that, it literally drags them. It They drag everyone else around them, too, and not in a mean way or anything, but if you don't take care of your mental like issues, if you don't take care of what you're going through, then it's just going to consume you into like this really dark hole. And sometimes people don't get out of that dark hole. Sometimes people stay there. And that's really scary. Talking about that, there's actually a quote from Stephen, Stephen King. I forgot how to say his name. 
and I screenshot it the other day because it was such a good quote. I'm going to try to find it on my phone right now. And let me see. Oh, I really want to find it. Um, let me see. I should have this prepared, but I don't. Let me see. But anyways, it was... Oh, I found it. Okay. Ready? This is a quote. Time takes it all, whether you want it or not. Time takes it all. Time bears it away, and in the end, there's only darkness. Sometimes we find others in the darkness, and sometimes we lose them there again. When I heard that, I was like, ah! Like, I was like, no, that is so true. Like, you meet people in really dark times, and sometimes you get out. They don't, and you lose them there. And that could mean anything. Like, be... Have an imagination that could mean anything and it could lead to the scariest thing that you could think of right now. So I think that's something that we should talk about more often is how mental illness is such a real thing. And it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't not be like diminished. It should be something we look more into. Okay, number four. Having a lot of friends is overrated. Okay, I'm going to talk about it. I don't know, this is something controversial, but I think having a lot of friends is truly overrated and this might be because i don't have any i'm just kidding i have a few this might be because i don't have a lot but um mm. 2023 has been a year for me where i lost contact to a lot of people that i used to talk to and i'm never gonna sit down and like talk badly about them and say oh it was all their fault no no it wasn't nine out of ten times it was my fault as well because i wasn't the best friend that i could possibly be like i said this whole year, I had something that took over me, which was a breakup. Um, I was just a little backstory so you guys can understand. I was in a relationship with the person for three years. Um, it was on and off, and then we ended it, and then it was again, and then we ended it again because of the same reason. And it just took a mental toll on me, and I feel like I dragged a lot of people in it, and I shouldn't have, and I do regret that. But anyways, back to the story. I lost a lot of friends, I lost a lot of contact, but I also realized a lot of things about myself and why I did not want to be friends with these people anymore. And, you know, truthfully, they probably feel the same way about me, and that's okay. I think being in your 20s is about losing people and finding new people. I lost friends and I gained them. I gained friends, friends that I didn't even know I was going to meet, friends that came out of nowhere, either work or a bar or at my job or school even, and they came out of nowhere and it's amazing it's amazing to be able to be a human and interact with people and have new friendships when you have a lot of friends it gets tricky because you don't know who are your real friends and who are your not real friends there's a lot of people that envy people and you know i wouldn't say that's normal i would definitely say you should get that checked out but when you envy somebody you don't really wish the best to them and when that happens, that gets in the way of your friendship. You don't get to be the best of you, and they don't get to be the best of them because they're hating on you, quote-unquote. So, and you realize that a lot of people don't have good intentions towards you, and then you also put that in the part, or you also grow up, and you guys grow apart, which is also a completely normal thing. And I think something I learned this year is losing people, like... It's not something you should be ashamed of or sad about. That's literally just how life is. And it's all about moving on with both of your lives and not hurting each other by saying mean stuff about each other online or saying, I don't know, um, 
sneaky remarks about each other with other people that you guys are also friends with because that eventually does lead back to them and it's hurtful and you don't really want to be hurtful not to people you once called your friend especially if the friendship did not end in bad terms it shouldn't go more than what it was if that makes sense um i had somebody in my life um tell me or make fun of me and it really hurt me i'm just gonna share this with you guys because I think this was a milestone in my life where I realized, like, oh, this person, this person is not a good person, not to keep around. Um, so basically, I was in a car with this one person, and I started telling them about my plans for college, and I was like, yeah, like, I really want to leave Chicago, like, I want to go and study um, at a state or, you know, just somewhere. And they were like, oh, yeah, is it because you have no friends? Excuse you? No, because I literally stayed quiet and then I started crying in their car and they didn't do anything. They apologized, but it's like you just said the meanest thing you could have said to me. And that just shows me how you have no good interest in my life. You don't care what happens to me. But anyways, that is something that I think it's important to learn is that there's people that just, you know, you guys fall apart and it's okay. Why keep holding on to something that's no longer in use for you? Number five, sometimes people can only offer us what they have and nothing more, even if you beg for it. This is something I learned in therapy. And when I learned this, this was um, personal, but I learned this about my family, my parents specifically. I grew up a very alone, lonely child, I guess you can say, for a lot of years before my other sibling came in, but it was like six years later. And that went through my when I was like adulting or you know even in high school like I would ask a lot for my parents and they wouldn't give it to me and I would hold a lot of anger like this is why it's called the hothead because I have a lot of anger no I'm kidding um I've been getting better at it but I used to be a really angry little child like I used to be a really angry 16 year old 14 year old because my parents wouldn't give me what I wanted. And I would be so ungrateful sometimes. You know, like, let me give you an example so you can understand what I'm saying. So, going to my dad. I, me and my dad, we never say, I love you. As much as I wish I had a relationship like that with my family, I don't. Not even with my sister. I grew up in a very dry, cold house. And maybe this happens to a lot of you guys. I don't know if this is like a Mexican culture thing, but... Sorry, I had to take a sip of my margarita. Anyways, I um, I grew up in a household where it's like, we don't hug, but only if it's New Year's Eve. Uh, that's sad as fuck, first of all. But anyways, so yeah, I grew up in a household like that. And then my dad, like, so let's say, he doesn't say I love you to me, whatever. But he fixes my car when something's wrong with it. Like, that's the first thing he does when we get home. Like, there's as soon as there's something wrong with it, we get home, he fixes it. Or another example, when I was 17, I bought my first car, which is a big accomplishment. I bought my first car with my own money, but I didn't have enough to pay for it. Now, do I wish my dad would have bought, my, bought me my first car? Most definitely, because I see a lot of girls and their parents buy them, you know, their first car. And I think that's really sweet. And I always wanted that, but I did not get that 
financially maybe because of that but also because i guess he just couldn't give me that which is what i'm going for but he did let me borrow two thousand dollars that i needed to buy my city sticker and to just like finish paying the car so that's what i'm saying my father can't give me things i want but he can give me what he has and that's enough sometimes it's not enough all the time but it's enough for me because it shows me that they love me that's their way of expressing love towards me And this can happen with a lot of friendships. Just because you are more mature than somebody doesn't mean that they're in the same level as you. Just because you guys are friends. Sometimes when you explain to a friend, I don't like the way you treated me, they might not understand it because in their household, they were not raised that way. So, you know, with that, when that happens, I feel like communication has to be in order so your friendship can grow and, you know, be better. But yeah, basically, sometimes people can only offer us what they have and nothing more. Um, number six, healing isn't linear and that's okay. That's something that I struggle with a lot this year is that I would have my good days and my bad days in my breakup. And my bad days were horrible and I would hate myself. I would cry. I would be in bed. I would not want to get ready or look pretty. Like I would just be super depressed. And people would tell me in my spam, my Instagram spam, people would tell me they'd be like, oh, like, lean, like healing isn't linear. And I would be so irritated. Like, I'm sorry if you're the one that told me that and you're listening to this. I love you, though. But I would be so irritated. I'd be like, what do you mean healing isn't linear? Like, no, I don't want to feel like this anymore. It's, it feels like shit. But then eventually I realized, you know what? My good days are really good days. And then I also realized, why am I crying over somebody who's not, like, literally cares nothing about me? Like, no, like... I need to move forward. I need to keep looking at the bigger picture and then healing. That's what healing is all about is looking out for yourself and focusing on the main goal. And the goal should always be you. Don't let anyone tell you that that's selfish. It's not. It's the most selfless thing you could do for yourself. And that's literally all that matters. In the, the day, only you matter. I mean, not like that, right? You care about people. But I think I've learned this year that my confidence makes a lot of people bothered. But truthfully, I don't care because I've never been in so much peace within myself. And with all the decisions I've made, who I am as a person, it all comes down to me. And number seven, who you surround yourself with is who you will become or already are. My therapist is always telling me, ask me who you are, show me your friends. And I think that's so real. An example that everybody uses that I, I I like, to be honest, I think it's true. You're dating a guy and he introduces you to his guy friends. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he's always cheating on his girl. Uh, sir, what makes me think you're not cheating on me? That's who you surround yourself with. His morals obviously collided with you in some way because you're still friends with him, even though he cheats on his girlfriend. What makes me think you're not going to cheat on me? And that happens with a lot of friends. It's like if you're in a group of friends and let's say you're up. Oh, I'm sorry. That was embarrassing. Um, anyways, let's say you're in a group of friends and then your friends all smoke and then you kind of get peer pressured and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll smoke. It's like little things like that. I mean, that's not really a good example, but like you are who you surround yourself with. If you want to be a successful person, put yourself in a successful room. If you, my professor told me this in my psychology class, my child development class, he said, If you're in a room and you're the smartest, you're in the wrong group. You're like in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. 
And I think that's really clever because it's true. If you're the smartest in a group, you're in the wrong group because you deserve to know more out of your knowledge. You would, uh, you always should want to be taught more. You should always want to be exceeded of your limits. And the only way you can do that is if you surround with people that want the same thing. If you surround yourself with somebody who's bummy and doesn't really want a lot out of life, then eventually that's going to interact with your life. And it, it gets tricky. It gets really tricky. You can even end up hating the person that put you there. But in the reality, you sort of put yourself there too because you agreed towards, you know, that energy of that person. So that's something to always look look up, look up, out to, especially in 2024. Like, you should always want what's best for you. And doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But what you think, it's the only thing that matters. Um, Let's see. Number eight, people insecurities reflect back to you. Let me explain that one because this one's this one's kind of big. The way if somebody is mean to you, don't take it personal. Don't don't take it personal. I've had so many people be mean to me this year. Um they were so mean to me and it made me feel so sad and it made me feel like complete shit because i was like why are they being so mean to me like what did i ever do to them to deserve this like i did nothing and then i was like what is wrong with them what is or i would ask myself like what is wrong with me like why am i not good enough for you to treat me good and then i realized had, oh my dogs sorry guys i had to um tell my dogs to start barking but anyways where was i i know i just started okay yeah like I was saying, people insecurities do reflect back. So this year I had a lot of people being really mean towards me and I started asking myself a lot of questions about myself. But then I realized that the only reason why they're telling me this stuff is because that's how they truly feel about themselves. And once I put that in my head and I started repeating it over and over again, nothing faced me. I was like, wait, you're being mean because you're insecure. You're insecure and you're a mean person and that's on you and you need to figure that shit out and I'm going to get out of the room before you do something to me. A lot of the times I hear this term a lot where it's like we poke the bear and it's true. I found myself in a lot. I Last year I found myself in a situation a lot where I was poking the bear. I was poking the person over and over again and that person was being extremely rude to me. But I also had to realize that I was doing that to myself by poking the bear. Just because you're doing that doesn't mean that it's okay what they're doing to you or being mean to you. But you do need to learn how to get yourself out of those situations before it's too late. Too late, Because truthfully, like it gets to the point where it can be. And that's scary and that should be terrifying for everyone listening. And it's just important to value, value yourself and put yourself like, you know, like you're the most incredible person ever and everyone who is sharing a life with you is lucky to do so and that's literally all that matters um yeah number nine this one's this one's important don't let someone show you twice who they are sometimes people really are black and white what i mean by this is somebody will show you their true colors and you make excuses for them kind of going back to number one but it's a little different and by a little different i mean is that you allow this to happen if you allow somebody to disrespect you once 
and you like I don't know forgive them or whatever and they do it again that's you basically showing them that it's okay um it's okay if they hurt you you're going to forgive them either way and sometimes people take advantage of that and when they do you kind of like lower your self-esteem and you're like well who cares like that person is hurting me they know they're hurting me but i'm still allowing it they already showed you who they are they're not that's who they are it's black and white that's black and white i hear a lot of and you know this happens a lot in um in your 20s i feel like you hear a lot of cases of guys hurting girls or girls hurting guys and then you forgive them and then it happens again but it's like that person already showed you what they're going to do people don't change in two weeks the people don't change in two months and this is me throwing shade to my ex i really don't care something my ex would tell me a lot he'd be like oh um that was the that was like the that was like the past and the past being like a month or two weeks and i'd be like laughing in my head and i'd be like dude that was literally like last week what are you talking about and that's what i mean like i allowed that to happen into my life and because i did that person thought that it was okay to kind of like be like hey that happened like last year last year being like you know literally a month ago um not saying that happened to me but it's like what i'm trying to say is people show you who they are they don't care and that's who they're gonna be and if people don't like do something about it that's literally who they end up being and if you're in that you're gonna get like how does my friend say you're gonna get cut like you're there you're gonna get cut like that person is out out to cut people and you're there you're gonna get cut and what i mean by people are black and white is i this year i think a lot of the times i was kind of like oh like maybe they're that way because well maybe because their mom treated them badly or oh maybe because in their childhood it was horrible and it's like no that that excuse kind of dies after a while that excuse dies because if you're if you know that you're gonna be that way and you're okay with it that just shows that you're okay with being that kind of way and if you are okay with being that kind of way then that's just really black and white there's no fucking color in the fucking palette like if that makes sense like People change when they want to change and it's beautiful and it's messy and whatever. But then there's people that just don't change and we try to make excuses. We try to look at things and like put on fake glasses, rose-colored glasses. And when you take the rose-colored glasses off, you see them for who they really are. And then you're like, wait, do I really want to surround myself towards that or do I just want to walk away? The answer should always be you want to walk away because walking away is the best thing that could happen to almost everyone listening to this podcast, I bet. But um, lastly, I heard this, um, it's a psychiatrist that I follow on TikTok was saying it, and it's um, in Spanish, it's, it is lo que comes, somos lo que comemos, and it's so true. And what that means in, like, translating into English is, we are what we are, we are what we eat, and that's just it. And so an example he gave that I really liked, because I was listening to it, and it was like, this girl was like, oh, but it's so hard to, like, like stop texting them like it's so hard for me to like stop looking at what they're doing with their lives and he said no don't say it like that I hate that you just said it like that don't say it like that because if you say it like that then it is hard if you say something is hard it's going to be 10 times harder because you already fed that into your mind and believe it or not like you're literally when you're feeding that into your mind saying that it's hard saying that it's sad saying that you're angry you're 
feeding into that like you're eating it and you're like oh wait yep it's hard when in truthfully you could be like no it's easy no i don't care i'm out nope i'm moving on and when you feed yourself that and when you give yourself that confidence the world is unstoppable you can do so much things when you try to when you learn how to control your own mind and your own spirit your own like life life is unstoppable for you you are literally in a role and it is hard to get there but once you do i promise you guys it is the best feeling in the world i am barely getting there but um once i do i will definitely tell you guys how it is and basically that's literally kind of the end of what i learned in 2023 uh, i want to close this episode by saying 2023 was definitely <laughs> definitely a year of change it was a very drastic and different year i did so many things the highlight of my year was to travel my first time traveling and i traveled alone i went to chile santiago i followed my friend michelle all the way to chile 10 hours from chicago went on a plane and i said you know what i'm getting the damn ticket and i'm changing my life and i'm changing the perspective of everything and i'm just going into that flight and it, i think that that flight really did change a lot of things for me it showed me who i was as a person and i if i could do it again i would do it again and even better and you know i'm definitely 2024 we're traveling we'll see where we go i definitely want to go to mexico maybe spain we'll see i'll take you guys along definitely um i will i'm proud to say 2023 was not the hardest year of me for me i think uh 2021 was the hardest year for me I went through a lot of loss. I went through a lot of um, a lot of just sad moments, depressing stages. And I will definitely make a podcast about that one day when I'm ready. But for now, all I have to say is I'm proud of myself. And I hope you guys are proud of yourself. And I hope that you try to bring the best version of yourself to 2024. Because, you know, it's kind of cliche, but New Year's is... It is it is something big. It's it's something that it's an opportunity for you to say, you know what, I'm getting out of my ass and I'm changing for good. And as cliche as it sounds, it's 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 true. And I think everyone is capable of doing it. And I hope you guys, you know, take me with you. Listen to my podcast. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, I do want to continue my podcast in 2024. And um I will be doing that. So I this is definitely the last episode of 2023. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for the 500 downloads. It means truthfully a lot. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I am so happy you guys are with me. I'm getting my hair done on Sunday. So I'm going to be a, a redhead again. The hothead redhead refreshed for the year. Uh, but yeah. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys all so much. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you guys have any feedback or any comments or you can relate to anything what I of everything I just said, please let me know. And yeah, I'll just end this with I appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for listening to me.